0: It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Bingo. Good morning. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. Lots of concepts today running through my head. Don't you love the way the mornings have been? You know, that gloom but then you know by about 9 o'clock that sun's going to break through. If you're more on the inland, it's really coming out by then. You look forward to it. It's like a resurrection each morning. If you're at the ocean, it's even better. Um, I got a Google cup. It says here, this cup, it says, Please do not confuse your Google search with my medical degree. Again, it says, please do not confuse your Google search with my medical degree. I've got this big cup. I'm going to get another cup, a bunch of cups, because it's said so beautifully, isn't it? The trend is to degrade the complex nuances of reality with Internet searches. And, of course, Google is the search engine which won't even give you reality anymore. Go on, Duck, Duck Go. if you've not heard of Duck, Duck Go, I'm sure many of you have, many of you haven't. There's a lot going on. And one thing I constantly see is people making the mistake of thinking that their internet searches are giving them the information. The internet is great for data acquisition But how you see reality is a whole other level, thus the cup. There's a trend now, and Time Magazine, if you check your local stands, we used to have newsstands, we don't anymore. But if you check the supermarkets where they keep the magazines, Time Magazine put out the future of work. Yes, I am going somewhere with this point. The future of work. Great, great little thing on the future of work. And basically, we all know what the future of work is. It's you sitting home, not driving, not commuting, not contacting, and doing every darn human function on Zoom, including, most likely, meeting your future wife. And this is where we're going as a trend now. And there's advantages to it, because who wants to get up And sit in traffic for two hours. Who wants to go out of your home space that you can control and out into some office. It's kind of working for everybody. It really is working for everybody. But I got to tell you something. Being an East Coast guy and comparing it to the West Coast. New Yorkers are more real. They are. By and large. They're more gruff They're more direct, but in the end, they're more real. And the reason is, in New York, you get up, and you get in the subway, and you sit down, and every single day, you got to deal with it, man. And that's not pleasant, but there is a process that occurs, and I can vouch for that because I grew up there, where even if it's not your first choice, you're forced to blend. You're forced to integrate. I mean, think of it. Standing on subways traditionally, no more than six inches apart from the next person. And now we've got this trend to keep you home, to keep you socially distanced, to keep you away. And all of it is a dulling then of certain sensibilities. It's much tougher to absorb the information in these mutated forms? How do you know your fellow man so distanced from you? How do you know your coworker when you're on a Zoom meeting? How do you know what knowledge is when it's transferred through a Zoom seminar? This is why I insist that people come to my seminars. You have to come to it. But this is starting to become counterculture and it's very costly. Because in the end, that's right, you're going to sit in your house all day and you're going to have a simulation of reality. Everything that you are will be developed through a false magnetic field that being Zoom and Skype and the computer and your Google searches. This ain't working. Knowledge is transferred through human interaction. Unabridged, unmodified, unattenuated. So you have to think of this new trend as sort of a opacity, a blockage, an interference field to the acquisition of knowledge. And that's what we've figured out how to do. Impress The superficial sense with data acquisition but do it in a format where you're being radiated or desensitized to the deeper levels of understanding so deep understanding is being replaced by data acquisition and you see this all the time I see it all the time thus the cup please don't confuse your Google search with my medical degree Now, where are we going to go with that? Well, I'm doing a seminar at the Ayers Hotel on December 12th. I'm going to limit it to 60 people. We have 53 right now. So we'll close it out over the next day or so. And I'm making everybody come to sit next to each other like human beings. And I have lots of people. And here's my point once again. Oh, I don't want to come. Can't you do it? Can't you put it on video? I just want to buy the tape, the audio, and so on and so forth. And, you know, I I get it. Because when someone talks, if they're saying a lot, you want to be able to repeat that. I get that. But you see, that's my point. The world is becoming that. You see. I don't care if you do your 100-person Zoom. You know, I did them during the initial lockdown back in April of 2020. But you lose something. And what you're losing is not worth what it costs. What you think you're gaining is expediency, time. It's better to just listen at your pace and the whole thing and yeah i get that but it isn't really the way it's done yoga is not a yoga video learning the nuances of health is really about bringing people together to share experience and in sharing experience you're imprinted something inside yourself grabs concepts Brings them into the marrow, the pith of yourself. And people want to replace that with an audio. Just have it filmed by your videographer and then throw it out there. And that's the way the world's going to be. And in a sense, I'm not knocking it, but really, it's not worth what it costs. So, what we're doing is building up data banks. Then organizing databanks. And then reorganizing databanks and then adding to those databanks. And then we're lauding ourselves because we're searching the world and bringing in all sorts of stuff from everywhere. So if you take a concept like the concept I'm going to take today, herbalism, and you want to learn what herbalism is about, you're already Dead. You're already incapable. You've been rendered naked. You've been neutered. Because you're going to think that herbalism's simply about listing your symptoms and then searching the globe through the internet to find the herb that resolves the symptom because some study says it does. And even long before computers, this is the lie of it. This is the crock of it. The higher concepts of herbalism, which we're going to begin in a moment, are not about I have a symptom, what herb do I take for that symptom? And you've heard me go after this for years if you know me. And the reason I go after it is statistically I didn't see it work. When herbalism is simply, and nutrition is simply, you come in with a list of 10 symptoms and you leave with 10 different herbs for 10 different symptoms because studies show that There's some effectiveness based on herb and symptom and call it a day. And this is when your researchers come in, your hardcore science guys, and tear that up. And thus the split we've created in the world where the benefits of the herbs through the studies that have been done and the claims that have been made have been absolutely destroyed by the counterculture, by allopathy, by strict hard science. And this debate goes on and on, and the bottom line is, you see the true meaning of herbalism collapse. So let me give you an example. You can think that the herb turmeric is a good herb for the liver. Turmeric, turmeric, however the hell you want to say it. You can think it's a good herb for the liver, and you can add milk thistle to that because that's a ger- good herb for the liver. And then you could add Chinese coin grass to that, and then you could add dandelion root. You can add a bunch of herbs for the liver, and if you have a problem with your liver, if someone's told you you have liver disease, if somebody's told you, if somebody's told you a liver cleanse is an important thing to have, you can go out and look at liver cleansing herbs and you can do your Google search and then you can go down to your local nutrition store or go to your local herbalist and buy these herbs. You can go down to Chinatown and buy them in Los Angeles. And that's the trap. Right there is the trap. Because what you should be thinking about in terms of using herbs to fix the liver is getting the liver to produce larger amounts of bile and then cleaning the liver by having it discharge bile through your intestines and into the toilet. Now I just said a whole lot there that some of you understand and some of you will have no clue about because you've never done it although you're seriously and passionately devoted to liver cleansing herbs. If you want to talk about the liver, you have to take the organ and make the organ do something that tells you in your experience of it that you're healing the organ or making the organ more functional. And one classic derivative of that is when you're drinking the olive oil or doing the coffee enemas to make the liver and the gallbladder contract and push its bile out of the tiny little caniculi up in the liver, the little microscopic passageways up in the liver and into the toilet. If you're taking turmeric and milk thistle and dandelion to make that process, the purgation of the liver more functional Well, now you're understanding a higher concept in herbalism. How many people will take these so-called liver cleansing herbs without doing that? Now, if you look at the liver and what happens to it when people actually do the purgation therapies, you'll watch the liver do things in the interest of regrowing itself at an accelerated pace the liver will soften. The liver will cease to be fatty. If you have a fatty liver and you're purging the liver through the biliary system and you have somebody go up there with a cholangiogram, something to measure fibrosis up inside the bile ducts or you do certain types of ultrasounds into the liver to measure the levels of of flexibility or levels of fibrosis in the the actual liver itself, you'll notice that people who do the purgatives over the months, over time, begin to show a softening of the liver and a return from the fatty, cirrhotic-type liver into a healthier one. Which, combined with our understanding that the liver will regrow itself, is highly suggestive, almost confirmatory, that what you're doing when you purge the liver By blowing bile through these flushes is you're regrowing it at a faster rate. Now, you can take that to the bank. Anyone that's done it doesn't need 15,000 peer-reviewed studies to attest to what I'm saying. But if you compare that to people who are simply doing these liver tinctures, you're talking night and day. The person taking the milk thistle and the dandelion root tinctures, capsules, tablets, teas, powders, compared to what I just said, compared to using the herbs, the same herbs to purge the liver, you're talking night and day. Now that's worth the price of tea in China, what I just said to you. And that's a higher concept in herbalism. Here's another higher concept in herbalism. Now again, to backtrack, you can do this with the kidney. You can do this with the cardiovascular system. You don't take cayenne and bear garlic and CoQ10 and this and that and the other thing, wild reishi, hawthorn berry, in the interest of cleaning the arteries higher dosages of magnesium, sodium thiosulfate. You don't take these things in the interest of cleaning the arteries unless you're perfusing the arteries through intense cardiovascular exercise. Because any vascular surgeon, anybody that knows anything about hemodynamics will tell you the number one way to make sure you don't, continue to plaque, is to move your blood. And when I get on the phone with vascular surgeons who are working with clients of mine who need, you know, surgical procedures due to claudications, occlusions, etc., and we have this discussion, they'll always say, if this guy wants to stop growing plaque in his arteries, whether they're coronary, arteries to the brain, arteries to the legs, this individual she or he have got to move their blood and not be sedentary. Now there's a higher concept in herbalism once again. You can go on YouTube and you can go on the internet and do all sorts of uh, searches for cardiovascular herbs herbs that reduce plaque, prevent plaque, so on and so forth. In the end, you don't move your body. You don't get that heart rate up to medically accepted levels for your age, and you're not going to prevent anything, and you're not going to eliminate anything. There's another concept. It's a higher concept. But when we reduce all of this to simply, you know, I got plaque in my arteries, and I don't want a bypass surgery, and I need to do something about that. Well, let me just honker on down, get on a Google search, herbs to clean plaque. Or let me go on YouTube and have some well-kept middle-aged or young individual who looks like they're ready for a marathon read off some script and recite all these herbs that you should take. And you believe that. It's the way radio formats itself. It's the way YouTube formats itself. It's all data acquisition, but it's not thought, and it's not empiricism. Now we're using technology to exalt fact-finding and data transfer to the point where you don't want to learn through experience. You want to learn by clicking on a box and having somebody spew data. It's occurring everywhere on every level of society, and it is devastating to the real fundamental concepts of how you prevent disease and heal disease. And here's another one. Here's another higher concept for you. When we talk about the adaptogens, wild Rishi, ginseng, Soma, deer antler, flower pollen, bee pollen, royal jelly, these superfoods or these magic herbs, maca. The list is endless. And then we go to these caves in Peru or these mountaintops in Siberia And we gather these herbs and we put on Stanley Livingston research hats and we get the film crew in to show you how we're risking our lives to find these herbs and import them into the United States unadulterated. And if anybody tries to steal our cargo, we block them with our lawyers or we shoot them dead with our rifles so we can deliver to you the freshness of the Peruvian Andes, you see, to your doorstep. And everybody's saying the same thing, basically. Let me tell you something about the adaptogens. And when you watch people take them, they'll say, I didn't feel the effect. They'll say, the herb didn't work for me. They'll say, well, I kind of feel it, but against the cost of something that was so costly to bring from the mountaintops of a disappearing ecosystem to our doorstep. It really wasn't worth the cost. That's what they'll say. And once again, there's a truth. There's a law that people don't get. And that is, while people say the herb, the rishi, the soma, the ginseng, the deer antler, while they say it didn't work for them, the herb is saying, no, you didn't work for me. Let me repeat that. While the individual who's had this sacred plant delivered to their doorstep for top dollar while they're saying the herb didn't really work for me. And that's what most people say. Let me tell you something. If most people didn't sit there after spending top dollar for the best herbs money can buy, the adaptogens I'm talking about right now, if most people didn't sit there, take them and look at you And say, well, it kind of helped, but I'm not sure. Or, yeah, it gives me a little energy. Or If most people really, bottom line, weren't bewildered at the lack of effect of really high-end imports, I wouldn't be talking like this. But I know what they say because I've been feeding it to them for years. And I think I've worked with some of the best in the world. But what's left out, what's missing, what you're not going to find on YouTube, what you have to arrive at by using your head, which is not something that staying home at work and doing YouTube searches doesn't promote, Thus, the point. What's being left out is it's not that the herb didn't work for you, it's you didn't work for the herb. The ecosystem out of which these herbs are taken is just not the ecosystem in terms of the plant and so on and so forth. It's the culture, the culture that used those herbs. Whereas in aesthetic culture, they were monks. Monks, not monkeys, monks. Holy men, hermits, people that said, I'm going to go out into the cave and sleep. Sucking the telluric currents i'm going to purge my negative emotion i'm going to burn my karma i'm going to find jesus and i'm going to use these herbs to connect myself with a greater level of experience to the heavens that's the culture in which these adaptogens came from so if you think you're going to be fat harry the cab driver sucking down caffeine smoking cigarettes And buying libido herbs because you'd noticed at 50 your erections aren't like when you were 18. And you're going to spend top dollar and get a result. I have something for you, Harry. (laughs) That's what I have for you, Harry. And the whole industry that purports this lie. Absolute lie. And everybody's doing it. That's why you're coming to my seminar on December 12th. To start to investigate the 200 to 500 laws of natural health. I've made it bulletproof, foolproof. If you follow them, you cannot cheat. And if you're cheating, you'll know it. And if you're not having the experience, you'll know it because each law teaches you to measure the moment. It's mathematics. It's not esoteric nonsense. And for those of you who've connected to the essences or think you have and you have a health concern and you've been everywhere else and you find yourself of sane rational mind just discouraged at the idiocy out there 714-850-1007 714-850-1007 that's the number you call to make the appointment to see me if not I've got about seven spaces left for the seminar, so if this touches a chord of truth inside yourself, maybe I'll see you next week at the seminar. Ciao, ciao. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.